Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Got a basketball tone, so baby, ooh. I'm playing full-court basketball at the United Center on Friday. It's a big venue. That's <laughs> a big venue. From Chicago's northern suburbs, <laughs> 621, Danny Parkin. The last time I played full-court basketball, it's definitely been 10 years. Never had the makings of a varsity athlete. What the hell's with you? Small hands, that was your problem. He played on the zigzag back team. Like when you're dribbling down the court, aren't you? Isn't it really easy for you to like juke step guys? <laughs> that, that's why it's hard. People don't know which direction I'm going. The killer crossover. Oh, brother. Slices and dices. Remy Martin's doing this Court of Dreams thing, which is a, it's a really cool event. And so I don't know a ton of people, who are, but but Lawrence, Lawrence is playing. Right? Lawrence is playing. Pick me, pick me. I got hoop dreams, coach. I got a man. What injury am I going to sustain? Oh, because this feels like glory days, old man, softball, yeah. rupture and Achilles. Oh, that's what I'm worried about. That's the one I'm worried about. I think my stat line might be like, I'll, I'll get a couple of assists. Somewhere Dr. Naismith is just kicking himself like, is this the game I'm in it? If you make a single shot, are you going to rock the, the testes? Like, uh... Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, what do you call that move? The, the, the Andre the, the, Gassell, the big balls move. Yeah. Yeah. Rock the testes? <laughs> I love that. Rock the testes. Rock the testes. Not by the way. It's Danny to the rack. Has a terrific slam dunk. Danny just eating a lot of rim tonight. One, One, two, three. And here we go, Tim. Here we go. Here we go, Tim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Amazing. I mean, on on a number of levels. A thousand levels. <laughs> Danny Green? I'm trying to, is that who it is? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, like, the making of the Open <laughs> is definitely as meta and inside as it gets. But Tanny's the star of the station. Everybody knows that. He's yeah. better at his job than we all are, are at ours. Do you remember suggesting years ago that the podcast where Tanny just explains the making of today's <laughs> Open? Yes. It could just be like a it could be like a, a digital content thing, yes. a little post show, something like that. I think they would do numbers. <laughs> Tanny, right before we go on the air, because I'm like, oh, how did he get him to say Danny? He, I goes, 
you would have thought that there would be a promo for the show during <laughs> Bulls broadcasts. There isn't. I'm like, oh. Because there is with Cubs. Yeah, there is with Cubs. Sure. You hear Pat and the Coom Dog shouting us out quite often, and Zach also quite often. Yeah. So the Dan- Bulls playing Danny against Green. which Danny Green team? He was on all the teams <laughs> at one point in his career. Oh, man. I don't even know. That really made me chuckle. That's very good. God, that's, that's amazing. good. Yeah, yeah. D- Danny Green was a Grizzly, a Cavalier, a 76er twice, a Laker, and a Raptor, and a Spur, and a Cavalier before that. So, you got options. You got a lot going on today, even though it feels like a slow day. Like, I'm going to be stretching during the breaks, and people are say- Texter just said, Danny, I'll say a prayer for you, but I'm plus 400 that you hurt your lower back. Hold on a second. Oh, man. Where are those odds? <laughs> Because, I mean... It's my personal book. I sent it out to all of our like, listeners. Like, sore back on... on Shane Kings. Um, <laughs> on Shane Kings, it's, yeah, you're plus 400. No, sore back on Saturday is, like, minus 1,000. Like, there's... there's I mean, come on. I, I have sore back after I go to the driving range. Like, uh-huh. like, I'm going to have a sore lower back. I've conceded that. Wow. That's not even a wager that's on the board here. Hey, man, they've taken uh, what team Justin Fields is going to be traded to off the board on yeah. Shane Kings. Kings. Yes, and I do. We, we're going to talk about that in just one second because I also want to give credit to Demar Derozan and the Roach Clip Tony Kukroach as we're doing uh, sports names of marijuana paraphernalia devices to go with Manute Bull, Bull Jackson, and Jim Bolheim yeah. and LeBong James. So and Bong Shambong. <laughs> Bong Shambong is fantastic. <laughs> I'm actually sorry I'm not in my Bong face anymore. Marijuana Hosa. That's good. I got a bowl. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> What's it called, Pat? Pot Hughes. Oh, yeah, of course it's, it is. Yeah, it's Pot Hughes. Uh, so there is, there's a lot of things that you guys can be texting on and, and, and engaging in. But I heard something today that, um, I, I, I'll be honest, it doesn't rise to the level of reporting. I'm not, so it's not that. But just, uh, you know, everyone down at the Combine is hearing things. People in NFL circles are talking. And mm-hmm. so when people talk, uh inevitably somebody listens somebody listens and there's just like weird games of telephone that start happening right people hear things rumors spread and and all of that so i am just going to pass along uh a hypothetical let's frame it that way this is a hypothetical not a report i do not want cody or lap or anybody to aggregate whatever just a hypothetical pittsburgh calls ryan poles and says 51st pick in the draft and we're willing to throw in a day three pick let us know if you've got an offer that can beat it but as of now that's our best offer 51 and a day three pick so 51 is the Steelers second round pick yeah this is obviously four fields yeah right and this is the eight that would be the 18th pick I believe 18th or 19th pick in round number two, and then a day three selection would, which would be something in four, five, six, and yeah, seven. Yeah, something in the one twenties, one thirties, one forties, some somewhere in there, right? Okay. So call, call it call it a call it a, a early to mid day three pick, around well, four or five pick. All right, well that's interesting. So I immediately look and find out where the Atlanta Falcons are, and they're at number forty three. In the second round. So at this point, if you're the Falcons and you want to make an offer, you you have to you have to beat that. Because again, that's the Steelers. That's, that's the, the, the hypothetical would be that's the Steelers offer for Justin Fields, the 51st pick hmm. and a day three pick. If I told you that the Falcons had the 43rd pick in the draft, yeah, would you prefer? 
This is a would you rather. And I know that's not normally what we do. Are you my wife or my radio partner? And this is not Florida nor Ohio. This is a straight up would you rather. Okay. Would you rather two players for Justin Fields in the form of a second round pick and a day three pick? Or would you rather get one player for Justin Fields in the form of the 43rd pick from Atlanta, Uh but you swap nine for eight? So you jump one spot. You jump one spot. You jump Atlanta. You flip-flop with Atlanta in the first (sighs) round. And the reason why this is relevant is I was looking at the old, uh, like, Jimmy Johnson and then the Walter Football trade value charts. Yeah. The difference between the ninth pick and the eighth pick is only 50 points of value. That is roughly the 122nd pick in the draft. And we have precedent for that in Chicago. Yeah, I'm looking here at the Jalen Carter trade is immediately what I thought of from last year. Correct. Ryan Poles moved down from 9 to 10. They flipped with Philly, and it was just a future fourth-round pick. It was a 2024 fourth-rounder that the Bears will have this year from the Eagles. So moving, if, like, just, so let's just move, remove Justin Fields from the equation for a second. Let's just say that Ryan Poles wanted to move up from 9 to 8. That Atlanta was willing to move down one spot and Poles was terrified that someone was going to come up and draft his guy. Call it Malik Neighbors, call it Rome Udunze, like whichever that third wide receiver is. Uh-huh. You would only need to give up maybe a fifth round pick this year or a fourth round pick next year to move up one spot. So that is it is minimal draft compensation to move up one spot at that position in the draft. So the question is, given that Atlanta needs a receiver and that you need a receiver, is it worth it to move up one spot in the draft but get one fewer player if this hypothetical from Pittsburgh is on the board? Because it would be two players from Pittsburgh for Justin. Yeah. Second round pick, call it fourth round pick, second and fifth, whatever, something like that. Yeah, I don't even like referring it to it as two players because you could obviously package those picks and stuff. Two assets, right? Or, but I hear you. I, I got you. But it, but it is two. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, you could then turn around and, and trade it again, but but two extra young cost-controlled assets yeah. versus one extra cost-controlled asset, but a slightly more premium asset moving up from nine to eight. Which would you rather do? See, it, it complicates it a little for me because you're trading with Atlanta, so there should be, and you're swapping picks with them just the one pick like they're when they did the thing with the Eagles they knew full well you knew full well what the Eagles were going to do with that one pick ahead of you you knew that they were they were jumping up with Atlanta like it feels like for those kind of trades if it's just like a one pick swap feels like there should be some level of collaboration like we're going to do this because we're going to take person X and we'll just go ahead and well, do no, that. But you're not going to get that luxury because you're if you're, you're tra- doing it months in advance. You're doing it months in advance and you need to do it months in advance because Atlanta needs fields and Paul said he wants to do right by fields mm-hmm. and you want him to be able to like Atlanta would want him to be in that hypothetical. They would want the first day of the league year. Here's your playbook hit the ground running, yeah. you know, they, they're not interested in making that trade come April. Gotcha. Well, it's a great question because, as you say, a lot of the mocks have the third wide receiver gone by nine. That, that, that whoever it is I, is gone by nine. I, so I'll tell you. I, 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 I would rather have the two. You'd rather have the two players. I would rather have the two players because my belief is that they're going to trade down out of that nine anyway. Hmm. 
And I think that, like, like in the uh, athletic beat writers draft, they had Adam Johns had the Bears trading down from nine to twelve with Denver, so Denver could jump up and get JJ McCarthy. You know, yep. and so and they got extra picks. I think a, a move like that is is probably going to happen because that's the scenario where Poles gets to take the premium quarterback but still get extra assets. Correct. He right. still gets to do his trade down and load up without trading out of number one overall. So it's a it's a minimal load up, but it is a little bit of a load up to keep adding infrastructure. So I go the other way. You would you you jump from nine to eight. I jump from nine to eight. If I'm Ryan Poles and I think a receiver's there. Dude, we looked at Odunze and Neighbors. Mm -hmm. They're awesome. They are both so good. And I know it's a deep position and it's a deep position always. But pairing, like significantly upgrading pass catcher two, who's on the exact same timeline as your rookie quarterback. Yeah. Is so Burrow Chase ish to me uh, that it would be so hard for me to pass up doing that. This is where my belief in the depth of the wide receivers in this draft makes me not want to go crazy, it. especially if it's Odunze. Like, I really like Odunze, but there are other guys. You know, I like Keon Coleman, I like Adonai Mitchell out of Texas and it, like there are there are other dudes who I would feel great about that fit a Shane Waldron profile that we should talk about at some point by the way the big X receiver the DK Metcalf you know style body to go with DJ Moore's you know smaller and a little bit more explosive yeah so I I, I don't um, I, I don't I, I it, to me it's not as big a premium to get that third wide out as it is to get because I like a couple other wideouts a little bit lower in this draft. I, 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 know, I know you do, and I'm not saying that I don't. It, we had that experience with the second round. It, it's pretty instructive. Like the When they took Brisker and we were banging the table for, for pickings and yeah. receivers, Yeah, those were all second-round receivers, and none of them have been that good. Sky Moore, Tyquan Thornton, Alec Pierce, George Pickens, Pierce and Pickens have flashed. Sky Moore Amen. has a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but none of those guys are consistent producers. None of them are close to top 20, top 25 receivers in football. You trade down from 9 to 12 with Denver. You do that. You take Keon Coleman at 12 if you want. Yeah, it feels reachy to me. Uh, where did Justin Jefferson go? 12 or 13? Oh, 11. 11, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you remember the five years that Julio Jones and Roddy White played together and they were just dominant? Yeah. I want that. I do too. I want Roddy White and Julio Jones well, just blowing everybody out of the water. I got why settle? I think I have a way you can get to that. Why don't you? I like the Pittsburgh scenario or whatever, the one where you get the two assets. The, the, the two assets, right? So why can't you package those? And your ninth and a first next year and, and leapfrog everyone to four and go get Marvin Harrison. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, I mean Can you that, imagine? So that Tanny, that's that's Galaxy. That's brain. what he's been digging into the draft. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's what he found. <laughs> yeah. I talked to my wife and child in weeks, and it's because of moments like this. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys you know, has your mentorship, your belief in mentorship helped out in the that kid way? I've been mentoring sucks. I think he's a lost cause. I asked hey, for a new one. Hey, Man, is good, though. Don't talk about Sean Sears that way. All right? <laughs> That's my guy.
So, that's... so, all right, full disclosure, the kid I've been mentoring is Robbie. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, Shane. <laughs> Stop doing that's, such a good job. That's why he's so good. <laughs> he's got so much promise. It all makes sense. Daddy, there you go. So, right. so do your trade down, get as many assets as you can, and then go back up. Maybe you want neighbors. You know, neighbors is going to be gone. Like, it, like, if it's neighbors at eight... Okay, but I think Neighbors is going to be gone because that explosiveness is going to – you're going to put that right next to Marvin. He looks awesome. He looks awesome. So does Odunze. I know, he does, he does, but I – Okay. They, they both have incredible stuff uh, on college film. So we'll do polls position at 3 o'clock. It's about left tackles uh, in the draft. We've got more stuff coming from the Combine with the Bears report from Mark Grody. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Mango. Afternoons on the score. Favorite away stadium? I got a few in Pittsburgh, uh, just with the terrible towels my, my uh, rookie year. It was lit over there, too. Uh, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh was lit Monday night. It was, it, was, it was lit that night. That's Justin Fields talking about Pittsburgh. He's talked about Atlanta. He's talked about Atlanta needing another receiver. He's going to get traded, I'm pretty sure, to one of those two teams. And I think it's going to happen within the next seven days. So we're doing a hypothetical here on 51st pick and a second round pick, or and a second day, uh, day three pick, excuse me, call mm-hmm. it a fifth round pick from Pittsburgh or the 43rd pick from Atlanta, and you swap nine and eight. I have no idea if Ryan Poles is interested in that, but I think if he thinks that some tackles are going to go off the board, uh, it's possible. And did you see, by the way, what um, the Alabama defensive end, what Turner? What Turner? With the wingspan? Yeah. That's outrageous. He, he came in with like an 83-inch wingspan. Yeah. Um, Dallas that Turner. Is outra- that is crazy. 83. Here are some NBA players <laughs> with the same wingspan as the six-foot-two-inch Dallas Turner. Yeah. DeMontis Sabonis. <laughs> He's a big boy. He's 6'10". <laughs> Lowry Markinen at 6'11". Big boy. And Jason Tatum at 6'7", as the same wingspan as this defensive end, Dallas Turner. Yeah. Alabama! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So These measurables I, are going to shake I, things up. I could see that being something that would, uh, that would help him. Ryan Bowles. Ryan, yeah, see what Ryan Bowles is going to do with that pick. <laughs> we're talking about, uh, man, this, there's one guy who's got a 313 area code who's just very committed to the game of sports names as marijuana 
uh, devices. Tim Tebow is pretty common out there. Um, Wade Bongs, Jeff Bongwell. Yeah. Um, I like Hakeem Elijah Bong. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty good. I like that one a lot. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, yes, uh, Danny Sparkins is out there. Mm, Bull Walton. <laughs> Reefer Sutherland. Uh, that's, that's, good. Pretty, that's pretty good. Tim Biola Batuka <laughs> is, is a nice route. Hookah Nakua. Hookah Nakua I saw. I like that. <laughs> Hookah Nakua is very funny. Yeah, you guys are doing a very nice job on those. Excellent work by all of you people. Okay. So so you're in on... Oh, we have to do more radio? I thought we were just going to read bowl names. We can. I mean... We can. Seems pretty fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, no, I I, I want more assets. But I got to say, Tanny's hypothetical of the trade-up for Marvin Harrison Jr. just shows you, like, how many different things there are, how many different permutations of what you could do... Obviously, based on as many assets as you can get and things you can package, there's one guy here who says, take Justin Fields, and if you are going to deal him to, say, the Patriots, can you get their number three pick? Can you include, you know, your number nine pick and Fields and maybe something else to get up to number three? What was so jarring about Tanny's trade is that it was, like, I think dead on accurate of what it would take. Give it to us again. Well, I was looking at, I was looking at four because you got to figure Washington and the Patriots are both going to take quarterbacks. Right. And we know Arizona probably doesn't. So they're probably going to go after Marvin Harrison jr. Right. So as you have soon to, as, as soon as I saw Arizona at four, I was like, okay, yeah, that's Marvin's spot. Yeah. So maybe you do have to just go right to three, you know, and pay the tax, you mm-hmm. know, even though, you know, Patriots probably not going to take him, you know? Yeah, so my, my hypothetical was take the, the two picks that you get from a potential Pittsburgh trade, the second rounder and a day three pick plus your nine and a first next year and, and move up to three or four and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. And so can't they just get Chase Claypool back? <laughs> He's probably <laughs> available. Be more beneficial? He'd be cheaper. It's <laughs> uh, probably available. I don't, know if Ryan, I don't know if Ryan Poles is willing to, to, to give up next year's to, one. To give up next year's one. Well, you remember how we all remember when the Khalil Mack trade happened? We were all thrilled about it, and everyone kept saying, "Hey, during next year's draft, when the Bears don't have a pick, just think about Khalil Mack in your brain." Yes. <laughs> so think about the best pro in the draft, Marvin Harrison Jr. Next year during the draft, and think about starting your uh, new offense with Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, it sounds pretty good. I love building on the line and everything, but I'm I'm okay enough with Braxton at left tackle. I don't think you need to take a left tackle just because you think you should take one. Yeah. Yeah. At nine, you know, and just, that's that's coming up in Paul's position. I, I I don't believe that that trading up and trading that much for a wideout. I know right. Marvin Harrison Jr. feels great, but Justin Jefferson didn't go eleven. He went eighteen. No, he's he, number eighteen. He went. He went twenty two. He went twenty two. Justin Jefferson yeah. went twenty two. Yeah, I was off on that. Yeah, Jalen Rager went twenty one. I mean, yeah, you. But that but that shows how tough it is, man. Like, I agree. You, yes, you could find the way, but Justin Jefferson goes twenty two. Jalen Rager goes twenty one. And because Philly missed on that Jalen Rager pick, they ended up needing to make that trade for AJ to Brown. Tennessee for A.J. Brown. Yeah. And now it worked. You know, they went in playoff games, were in a Super Bowl, all the, good trade. But then they – so first-round pick on Rager, what they gave up for A.J. Brown, then the $100 million contract. So I just don't think that trading first multiple first-round picks for non-quarterbacks is just a – it's just a tough thing to do. Yeah, man. It's a tough thing to do. And I don't think that Ryan Poles has shown – he's like the anti-Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace was tunnel vision on a guy, be aggressive, trade up for it. We've talked about that with Josh Lucas. Poles seems to be more inclined to to trade down for the premium assets. Can I put something out there real quick before we break and go to Poles' position? Sure. Think about this. 
a rebuilding team in the Seattle Seahawks, what would it take to get DK Metcalf away from Seattle? He does not have a big deal. Yeah. He's a free agent in 2026. So there's a lot of control there. But from your draft assets. A first round pick. Probably, right? Yeah. Next year's? Would you give up next year's first round pick? Assuming it's going to be somewhere between 16 and 32? I mean, I think they'd want DK Metcalf. They'd, they'd want the ninth pick. You know, they'd they'd want this year's. But do, yeah. do it. Yeah, I don't know. I'd I mean, give up this year's ninth pick for DK Metcalf, and I think the Seahawks would too. See, yeah, DK and DJ, dude. That'd be fun. How, how, like, if you don't want to trade up for Marvin Harrison Jr., then get rid of that ninth. Go find a, a tight end two in the fifth round, sixth round, seventh yeah. round of free agency who's just a good blocker and bring in DK Metcalf. You're you're not you're not. Yeah, it'd be very fun. Yeah, it, it'd be fun, but there's just there's just too many good young wideouts, and I don't think we'll ever have a bad draft for wide receivers again. I, I you know I just like the way that the college game is going, the way that athletes are choosing to play it. It's just there's so many. That I I don't want to give up huge big time premium assets for it. I get it. Uh, I I think, I, and I don't think you will. But that's a, that's another fun hypothetical, which mm-hmm. is why Ryan Poles is the king of the combine right now. Barry Bongs. Oh sure. Dikembe Mubongo. Uh, Tyrone See, Weedley. Dikembe Mutombol was just I felt oh, like right, 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 right there for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kareem Abdul Jabong. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Larry Bong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really good. How about Magic Johnson Bong? <laughs> <laughs> no. Michael Bongjan. Michael Jordan Bong. Good night, everybody. Keep them coming. Uh, Tiago Hitter. That's pretty good <laughs> for for a one hitter. That's pretty good. Kirk Bongrick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we can do Giannis Antetabongo. Because <laughs> see you tomorrow. Uh, coming up, polls position, left tackle, Braxton Jones or the ninth pick? It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's the Tag Team Champions of the World. Parkinson Spiegel. Afternoons on the score. If you're not down with that, we got two words for you. It's a guy wings. Caleb Williams, he's the story of the Combine. Dan Wiederer had a 12-part piece from the Combine on the uh, intel gathering that he was doing. Quotes, some anonymous, some on the record. The ones on the record were more from, you know, the Daniel Jeremiah's and Matt Miller's of the world. But then NFL people spoke with a condition of anonymity to speak a little bit more candidly. Um, what, uh, What did you think? I I thought it was really good and really thorough uh, by Dan. There's a lot of stuff in the back half of it about Caleb Williams' emotional maturity that they want to check into as part of the vetting process, and I thought that was really interesting, you know, uh, and and so there's there's details in there and, and concerns in there, and that's the kind of stuff that we've talked about that they have to make sure of and know. But I thought the stuff in the first the first half in terms of like the things that you get excited about are, are really interesting. We talked about like him as a pure thrower. I thought the thing about the quick game, because I've been fascinated by that. We've talked about it as Justin Fields hitting his layups or when Tyson Bajan had his moments, you know, we're like, man, look at all the quick game stuff that they're doing. And it's obviously it's less flashy than the deep balls. It's less flashy than the improv, but you have to do it because sometimes you need it. Remember when Justin Herbert used the quick game, against the Bears on a Sunday night. So the stuff about how Caleb is great 
at the quick game, you know, um, the quick twitch reaction and how that stuff frequently prevented fields from avoiding sacks or maneuvering into better throwing lanes. The slow developing mechanics of fields draw and delivery also seem to restrict the quick passing attack. I hadn't seen it written like that. Sure. But that makes all the sense in the world to me. Me too. Uh, I thought that all the football stuff checked out really well. I thought, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good piece. Um, I didn't think that there was a ton new in there that we haven't talked about. We've been talking about the guy for, for so damn long, right? And we've got more time to come. Um, some of the things about, like, how influential is his dad? Why doesn't he have an agent? Is he going to take endorsement deals year one? Because Mahomes famously took no endorsement deals as a rookie. But that's a different situation. He was the backup. You know, so that I don't think Mahomes would have passed on every endorsement dollar that comes with being a starting quarterback in the NFL and a first-round pick if he was starting. He chose that consciously with his agent, Lee Steinberg, because he didn't feel like he deserved to get more endorsements than Alex Smith, who he had a ton of respect for and was being very healthy. Uh-huh. So it's some of the things that he is gonna that they're asking, I'm not saying that they're not fair questions. They, of course, are. But I think that we are going to, we as fans, we as media, and Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and Shane Waldron as coaches and executives, they're going to have to adjust. Like, he doesn't have an agent, but he has a publicist. He's got a, publi- a publicity team, and he's got a lawyer who negotiated his brand deals. You know, and the rookie contract is... What it is. Is what it is. And so, like, why give an NFL agent 2% or 3% if it just is what it is. So he's going to be a little different because the era is a little different and he's different as a prospect. And Carl Williams hasn't been a distraction or an issue in a long, long time. So I, I think, and like you saw that Pete Thamel piece, he came across perfectly. My guess is he's going to come across perfectly tomorrow because he's been preparing for this job interview his entire life. So I think there's going to just be some differences, but I don't think that they're going to necessarily be viewed as negatives once they actually vet it. Yeah, I, I get what, I get what you're saying. And, and I, it's in, it could be an interesting moment though, because you know, when, when the tides of something kind of shift or evolve like this, like, well, this guy's been an NIL, he's been making money. So, and he'll be the starter and you got to assume he would take some endorsements. Some of that stuff is true in theory before it's true in practice. You know what I mean? So we don't know how a locker room is going to react to that. Mahomes assuming through Lee Steinberg that not having an endorsement would play well in the locker room ended up being true, you know? And he was a different situation. But because he's a starter and because the times have shifted a little bit here, even just in five years, doesn't necessarily mean some of his choices are going to play well in the locker room. We don't know. I mean, you don't know, and you'll just have to have a coach and a staff and hopefully a player who is attuned to that kind of stuff because it does matter yeah. that, that that teammates respond well to you and respect you as a leader in that spot. So it, it, there's going to be stuff to adjust to no matter what. Yeah, Texas says, why isn't Caleb Williams' refusal to participate at the Combine a red flag? This is a sign of other poor decisions to come. He's going to do medicals for any team that is considering drafting him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, so 
Like Drake May is not participating at the combine. Jaden Daniels isn't participating. Marvin Harrison Jr. isn't participating at the combine. And, and I thought Tom Pelissero made a great point in Grody's hit that the number one pick in the NBA does not go through their version of the combine and do all that stuff when they know they're going to be the number one pick. They, yeah. they don't. And that is a much more empowered athlete, the NBA entrant, as opposed to the NFL entrant. But this is one of those things that's like the times are changing. Times are changing a little bit. So Caleb Williams doesn't have to do that. And that's just whoever it was going to be would probably be doing it that way. Uh, so it'll be interesting to hear how he talks tomorrow. It'll be interesting to hear what the line of questioning is. Does he get asked about crying in the stands? Does he get asked about the fingernails? It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how he handles it because he's become – in the zeitgeist, almost. Um, he's become very polarizing in a lot of circles. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And you'll have the full report with Grody tomorrow at 5 o'clock. You remember the Chiefsaholic story? I do. This is the Chiefs super fan who dressed up like crazy, who ended up financing it, uh, all his travel, by robbing banks. Correct. Um, he robbed a lot of banks. What about him? Exactly. <laughs> he, he, ro- he robbed them. And uh, he made big bets. What about <laughs> banks? He, uh, he uh, made big bet, uh, bets at casinos with his stolen money. He cut off his ankle monitor when he got arrested. He ran. He's facing up to 50 years in federal prison. Uh, Tough he's, times. He's been, he's been caught. Caught. So he, he finally, a 29-year-old kid, uh, he pled yeah. guilty to money laundering and taking stolen property and 11 bank and credit union robberies, attempted robberies, all sorts of all sorts of things. And one of the things in this country is you are afforded the right to an attorney. You're afforded the, a, a right to defense. And so <laughs> Chiefsaholic. He's got a public defender? Well, he's got an attorney. I don't know if he's a public defender. Okay. Or, but he, but he's, got a, he's got a lawyer. People defend the guilty all the time in got, this country. Got to, right? And it's, it's a job and it's a public service. And Chiefsaholic's lawyer is a guy named Matthew Merriman. And he stood on those court steps after his 29-year-old Chiefsaholic Chiefs fan client pled guilty to robbing all these banks. He's only 29? Yeah, Chiefsaholic is 29 years old. I would have guessed 45. I pictured him being like a bear man, like like the guy at the Bears games that dresses up like a bear. Yeah, no, no, no. If he gets 50 years... Thanks he for a whiteboarding bear the man. 50 years. I do appreciate wow. the maturity of him acknowledging that he is a Chiefsaholic. That's very young to admit <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. The first step. Yeah. 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 So maybe there is hope. Well, so so you guys tell me uh, if you're confident in Chiefsaholic's chances to win his case with Matthew Merriman defending him. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing. And Xavier's pocket was collapsing. Oh no! Oh, keep but going. today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant. Shut up! And admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier. And if the Chiefs Kingdom knows anything about Chiefsaholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. Ah. And that's because he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case. But Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chiefs' kingdom 
He loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you, and God bless. Ugh. Yo, he's going under the jail. <laughs> like, if that's your lawyer, you need to fire him immediately. Oh, man. I think Matthew Merriman <laughs> might be trying to make it about him. What do you guys think? Kenny, that was a, an audition monologue for a high school musical, right? That wasn't a real lawyer. Uh, this was not from an episode of Nathan for You. <laughs> no? Okay. All right. It seemed like it might have been oh. someone auditioning for a play. That sounded like a bad talk show host man. making football puns. He and I should get into this case, folks. The government has been blitzing. Oh, oh. Uh, is right this away. Boris? You know, <laughs> is that Scott Boris? <laughs> you know you got troubles. This is immediately. <laughs> Chief Zolik, I know I'm I know you're very sad about going to prison, but hang on a second. I got a tight five I gotta do on the front steps of the courthouse. This is not Alan Williams' attorney. No. I'll tell you that right now. No. That guy does Different not have guy. a hearing to go to at 445. He's got all the time you need. Matthew Merriman. I told your producer I've got to run into a, another hearing, so thank you very much. That, that happened at like 447, yeah. by the way. Another, he a 447 hearing. Another hearing, as if we were the hearing that he was doing at that moment. From the beginning of this case, uh, folks, uh, the government has been blitzing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And, and free agency is like a... <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a turkey. No, it isn't. <laughs> No, it isn't, Scott. Chiefsaholic is screwed, man. Just take your L and go home, Boris. <laughs> Get off screwed. the podium or the dais. I don't care. Just, what just it is. go in front of the judge. Say, I want to defend myself. My lawyer's an idiot. I made mistakes. <laughs> Give me thirty-five years. I'll sign right now. Today, right, but- today, Chiefsaholic <laughs> realized. It's fourth and 16. <laughs> There's a long way to go. He won a little bit, right? Like, he made his way out with, like, 800 grand, mm-hmm. and he's got to pay, like, 520 grand in restitutions. Oh, so the rest so of it he, goes to Matthew dollars <laughs> when he gets out? Yeah, he's in big trouble. He made some money. Uh, he made a little money. God. Good for him. Yeah. The jury was playing a cover two, and, and it was difficult to beat the press coverage of the... Prosecutor. We wish Chris Conti was the free safety <laughs> in that Tampa two defense. Uh, Texas like fifty years murderer. Sometimes yeah, it's, it depends on if the judge uh, rules to run his sentences consecutively or concurrently. So I guess with that lawyer, he's absolutely screwed. Bob and Arlington Heights. I suspect that more than just one knee is going to hit the ground yeah. once it gets locked up. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's not great. Oh, Bob. That's not good. Oh. Uh, yeah, he doesn't deserve that, no matter how many banks he robbed. I, well, uh, so that unless he's into it. That is, that is no kink shaming. That is There's no kink shaming that, on this show. That is uh, that is the lawyer of Chief Saholic, Matthew Merriman. Merriman. He's very merry. Go with the public defender. Parkinson speak on the score. Uh, giraffe. I'd be a polar bear for sure. Oh, a jaguar. The strongest cat in the land. I'd be a raccoon. Hippo. I'd like to be a golden retriever. Golden retriever. I'd be a horse. I'd be a bird. They're big, fast, strong, loving. I just fly around, see what's going on down yonder. <laughs> I think being a seal would be pretty nice. <laughs> that is Nico Horner via MLB social media saying what animal you would like to be. You'd like to be a seal? A seal? Well, <laughs> He's a Northern Cali guy. I'm sure he's seen him off the coast his whole life. They seem just like lazy and they get to lay around all day. Do you think that's the angle? I think it's got to be. We know that he's a pretty chill dude. You know who else loves seals, don't you? 
Vince Lombardi. Don't do it. All the time. Don't, don't do used it. Used to talk about him all the time. I Running just, the Packers sweep. I Some of their linemen were, were I, seals. I, I, I know. I think the, that's. I think, believe that's what it was. I don't think that's what it was. I think it was. So what we're trying to get is a seal oh. here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley. Oh, I think getting a seal would be pretty nice. <laughs> you know how he says the audacity? I mean, the odyssey. The odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. That's to you what that is to me. Oh, <laughs> come on. Seal so, so you're going to go home and end it all? Because <laughs> same, brother. I got to get on the blue line today. If you get some kind of tweet alert, CTA delayed, I stepped in front of the train. Oh, no, no. no. Alex. No. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a, come on, man. Can't you picture the seals blocking for, uh, you know, Paul Harding? You can't. No. Uh, yeah, just no. me, I but guess. Now, after your impression, though, now I can't. Yeah, right, such exactly. A, such a good reenactment. That seal was not asking for a meatball sandwich, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was what that was. That was the first time we heard the seal That's impression. Right. That's right. That's my seal impression. Throw me a meatball sandwich at the United Center. They were giving away free meatball sandwiches, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah mothball, meatball. Whatever. <laughs> Both it, delicious. Forget it. poisonous. Right, s- since you called him out for that, Danny, we didn't pull the audio, but earlier oh. you did say 498 <laughs> snacks instead of sacks. We didn't pull the audio, but you did say it. Who had, I got your back on who that. Who had all those sacks? The snacks. Uh, who was it? One of the draft picks. One I of the think. Yeah, I think it was, the, it was the Penn State kid, and they are linemen. They do snack a lot. <laughs> yeah. you know? They got to keep their weight on. All right. Well, that's something I might say. Uh, we went back and confirmed that. Okay. You said snacks, uh, but we didn't pull it. You're welcome. Thank We're you. We're not even going to mention it anymore. That no, you we said won't. Snacks I won't say snacks. it again. Yeah, that's fine. But you said he had a lot of snacks. Did, did you come up with what you think my over-unders are going to be for, for stats right, for, well, the, so for the game tomorrow? How, how long is the game? How long is the game? I, I don't know. It, it, we don't know how many minutes you're going to be out there, right. but, but let's say per minute you're out there. And, and, like, we'll be there sideline reporting for you. So yeah. th- that'll be good. We'll see it firsthand so you can't lie about it later. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I think per minute you'll score half a point. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, is that ambitious. Way, per minute way of court high. time, I think you have half a point tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. I think Lawrence has three points per minute. Gunner. Volume shooter. Wow. These are big numbers. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I've, 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 I've played sports with Lawrence. You always turn down the invitation yeah, to play I, softball. I, I'm not much of so a... So I know Lawrence is an athlete. Yeah, and I'm not much of one. All right, one of you guys has to call in and give me the update while Danny's getting wheeled out to the hospital. We can do that no problem. Okay, tomorrow. yeah. That's a good idea. In the 5 o'clock hour. Yeah. I, I'll Zoom video with you. All right, beautiful. That's a good idea. So, Caleb Williams reported 5. <laughs> Caleb Williams reported 5, and then Dan uh, Danny's ACL or Achilles tendon update at 540. Danny, I've got this worked out with Lapka, who's going to be out there shooting video tomorrow, for a couple of... Ups and downs on the court. I plan on running live with you with a mic and interviewing you while you're playing. <laughs> like you're gonna have to bring the ball up and down a couple times so I can run with you while you're playing and interview you as you're dishing the ball out. Hey guys, uh, look, I need to be point guard. It's just for content. All right. I mean, that's gonna hurt my points per minute if I'm doing interviews. You can pull up. Caitlin Clark does. All right. Yeah. I'm sure the people that are taking this like that's such a good idea. <laughs> seriously, I, I hope there's no one fun. there who's taking the basketball. Y- you, seriously. Ha- you have to take one logo three. One logo three. That's not a problem. I'm going to be so tired. I'm going to just be standing at the logo. That's where I'm going to play offense and defense is going to be the logo. I'm defending the logo. Somebody has to. I'm making my entry passes from the logo. Also, I'm taking my shots from the logo. You're also going to go in the Blackhawks dressing room and defend the logo. I'm getting stepped I, but on. I, yeah, I won't step on it. Exactly. Good. Thank you to Tim Dillard, who was on the show. Thank you to Mark Grody, who was on the show. Thank you to Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka, Twitch chat, video stream. 
Thank you, sirs. Terrific job by all of the uh, texters and twitches with the uh, weed pun, uh, puns today. Yeah. LeBong James, Dikembe Mutombo, etc. You guys did excellent work. I thought one of them was really, really good. One of them was it from the 313? That, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Or, or woman, I don't know. A lot of good stuff from that particular number. Put your hands number. in the air and follow me, 313. Good job. Uh, Shane Reardon, our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill making us out better than we are each and every day. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkins and Spiegel. Mark Rohde comes up next. This is the score. It's time to come home. We had a nice time. We had a good time. It was tiring, but it was fun. And we had, we had a lot of good laughs. It was definitely, uh, should I say, better than expected? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.